Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. The Democrats in the state of New York have really lost their minds. New York state lawmaker has unveiled bill to block fired officers from getting jobs in other departments. A group of state legislators in New York is collaborating on legislation that would prevent police officers who were fired from being hired by other jurisdictions within the state. Democrat New York State Senator Brian Benjamin told CBS News that the aim of his bill, which he described as a very simple in scope and therefore should be uncontroversial, was to prevent bad actors from continuing to work in law enforcement after being removed from the force. He said, if you have the power and the privilege to enforce the law, you must be held to a higher standard. And that standard has to include making sure that cops know that they can't just do whatever they want to do. A bill like this is a common sense bill, he continued. I actually don't have any concerns about passing it because the bill is a very basic bill and it's hard for anyone to justify, particularly in this moment, the idea that if a cop was fired from one jurisdiction, they can get another job in another jurisdiction. That bill will also prevent anyone who resigns while under investigation while facing criminal charges or facing disciplinary action that could result in their firing from being hired by any other police force in the state. Versions of the bill will be introduced in New York State Legislature as well as in the city of New York, where Benjamin is collaborating with New York City Council Speaker Cora Johnson on passing a companion bill. Last year, a study published in the Yale Law Journal found that so-called wandering officers, officers who move from agency to agency after being fired for misconduct, is a fairly common occurrence in the U.S., and they tend to become the subject of higher numbers of misconduct complaints and firings than other officers. I guess it kind of makes sense in a way. If you get fired for spitting in hamburgers at McDonald's, you don't want to go right across the street and work at Burger King where you can spit in hamburgers again, right? I'll have to think about that one before I pass judgment. But it seems to me like it's just another effort by Democrats to demonize police officers in general. Hey Mike, how's work going? Well, to be honest, John, it was really nice sitting at home for the past year, collecting unemployment plus the bonus of $600 on top of that for a while. Then it was employment plus $400, and I sure did enjoy those three big old stimulus checks. So you kept your head above water then, financially, right? Actually, I made out like a bandit. Yeah? How so? Well, first, like I said, I got the unemployment plus those bonus unemployment checks, and then I got the three stimulus checks, and I also didn't pay my rent for the entire year. So I had lots of cash in the bank and cash on hand. Is that how you got your sweet new ride? Yep, turbocharged with all the cool options. It is nice, but what are you going to do when they ask you to pay all that back rent? I'm not worrying about it. My lease is up next week, and I've already scoped out a new place to move into. So if this landlord wants to try and track me down, that's on him. So you're back waiting tables again? Yep, for now. That is, until the president passes the new law for tipped wage employees that will require us to make $15 an hour. When that happens, I'm out of here. Really? Why? I thought everybody wanted $15 an hour minimum wage. Nope, not me. 
Right now, I make about $2.50 an hour on my paycheck, and for every dollar I make in tips, it's all mine, tax-free. Some nights, I can make as much as 200 bucks in tips for each hour I'm here, and most of that tip money is in cash, so I don't report it. It's like tax-free bonus money for me. Wow, I never knew. I always thought waiters and waitresses were struggling. <laughs> That's what we want you to think. Mentioning my three kids always earns me a little extra sympathy tip money, you know what I mean? Dude, you don't even have kids! I know, right? And once the $15 an hour proposal becomes law, most people will simply stop tipping, and I can't really afford that pay cut. So what are you going to do if the president mandates a $15 an hour minimum wage? Well, first, I'd probably get laid off anyway. Secondly, I could go get a real job, or I could simply slip and fall here at work, milk the disability payments, the unemployment, and of course, there's going to be a bodily injury lawsuit. Why work when you can have it handed to you, right? Hey, buddy. Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks, man. Now, can I take your order? If one pandemic can put you in power as a Democrat, then multiple pandemics should be able to keep you there, right? Vice President Toe Harris will address members of the United Nations instead of gropey Joe Biden because, well, he's incapable. She's going to warn that the time to prepare for the next global pandemic is now. Now, hey, Harris, we know you're an ignorant moron. We know you're a stupid, barely educated idiot. Harris will deliver remarks virtually probably wearing a mask to members of the organization, and she will stress how countries should focus their efforts to prepare for the next major pandemic. What she fails to understand is, if something is new, novel, never before seen, I tell you what, let me stop for just a moment. Hey, Toe Harris, I want you to prepare the United States for the next global pandemic, the, the Muslim measles. Now, we know that there is no such thing yet, but if you guys work hard enough at some virology lab, you can come up with the new Muslim measles. This way, you can get everything you want. You can get a new pandemic. You can get a hate crime against Muslims, get a hate crime bill, you know, passed against Muslims, and therefore, you can get reparations for Muslims. And you can actually design this particular virus to only affect people with Trump flags on their houses. People with, ah, I know, I got it. You go to the FCC and you do a search and you find out what people are listening to conservative talk radio and viewing conservative podcasts and listening to conservative podcasts and people who tune in to Fox, One America News, or Newsmax. Then you can targeted distribute that Muslim measles pandemic to those people. Then you can wipe out all of your enemies at one shot. What do you think about that, Camel Toe Harris? Harris is expected to say, based on excerpts of her speech that were obtained by the Associated Press, quote, At the same time that the world works to get through this pandemic, we also know that we must prepare for the next. We have been reminded that the status quo is not nearly good enough and that innovation indeed is the path forward. Members of the news media have reached out to the White House for more information about this speech, which will be Toe Harris's second address to the United Nations since taking office in January. They're not saying much. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, 
will make similar remarks at the event, according to excerpts of her speech that were shared with the Associated Press. She's expected to say, The takeaway from this past year is clear. We must be ready for the next. They're planning the next pandemic, and I'm sure it will fall just around six months before the next presidential election at the latest, and three months before the midterm elections at the earliest. This is the Truth Hurts program. The wacko climate change environmentalist nutjobs out there are saying that the last four years under Donald Trump were called the negligent climate years. And they're saying that there's no question that in America, as well as the world, we lost valuable time for climate action. Climate experts were also concerned that damage to America's diplomatic reputation would deflate future climate negotiations and hamstring U.S. efforts to lead by example and encourage commitment from other nations. By all indications from gropey Joe Biden's leaders on climate change last week, there was no need to worry. Gropey Joe's here to rescue the planet! At a gaudy event featuring heads of state and cabinet ministers from 40 countries, who all, of course, those who showed up, flew on very polluting aircraft, the two-day summit was a forceful demonstration of the Gropey Joe administration's new climate focus. It kicked off with an equally forceful commitment that America will have its greenhouse gas emissions cut in half by the end of this decade and will be largely on the way to a net zero goal by the year 2050. Oh my God, these people are insane. I'm all for a clean environment, folks, but I'm 100% against shutting down all of the freedoms that make America great. This is the Truth Hurts program. The city of Fresno, California has agreed to settle two federal civil rights lawsuits in less than a month, stemming from the fatal police shootings in that town, including one in which a teenager suspected of being involved in a murder was shot in the back of the head in the property of a child daycare center. Central California city of Fresno has just over half a million people. And they announced a just under $5 million settlement in the 2017 police shooting of a 16-year-old Blafrican American Isaiah Murrieta Golding, just days after it announced it was also settling $4.5 million lawsuit in the fatal police shooting of 45-year-old Casimero Casillas. Fresno City Council member Miguel Arias told the Fresno Bee, I want to sincerely express our apologies and sympathies to the families. It is my hope that all the settlements will allow the families to move forward. Murrieta Golding was shot and killed when he allegedly ran from police officers after they stopped a car he was riding in. Police say the teenager and his brother were suspects in a homicide. In October 2019, police officials released surveillance video and body cam footage showing a police sergeant firing a single shot which struck this man in the back of the head after he was scaling the fence of a daycare center, fleeing from police. Videos prompted community outrage after another officer 
was heard on footage saying, Good shot! Of course, the two settlements total nearly $10 million, which in a city of 500000 only amounts to a $20 bill per resident. So just fork over 20 to the city so they can pay to settle deaths of two criminals. Keyword here, folks. Two criminals who were killed by police while either resisting arrest or fleeing. Think about it. Think about it. It's only 20 bucks. This is the Truth Hurts program. The best way to stay alive when you are stopped by the police is to simply obey the instructions of the officer. Keep your hands visible to the officer and do not reach for anything. Here's another life-saving tip. 99.98% of people who comply with police officers' instructions are alive today. This is a public service announcement from the Truth Hurts program. Hey Steve, Z, is you going to get in trouble if you keep making fun of cans? Cans? What cans? Hey Steve, you know what cans we speak about? Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and... African Americans, yo. Oh, you guys don't remember the very important document that is the guiding principle and founding foundation of these United States of America, do you? Guiding what? Founding what? I'm talking about the United States Constitution, fellas. The Bill of Rights. You know, that document that certain minorities always want to reference when they feel that their civil rights are violated. The document they reference when they want to have the government cater to them and when they want to shut down the majority of American citizens, that document. Hey Steve, do you want to make the everybody think that those poor families crossing the border are criminals, but they are just looking to making a better life? Look here, Julio. The moment any non-citizen, no matter from where, makes the decision to invade this nation illegally, they are criminals. They're breaking the law. But I guess listening to eight years of Obama and Biden apologizing for this nation and then Biden rolling out the welcome mat makes you think it's okay to break our most valuable law. Look at us, DZ. My people ain't come here illegally, cross no river, cross no desert in North America. My people were dragged over here on chains by you white devils. Y'all went into our homes over in Africa. We was just living a nice life, you heard? Then y'all put us in chains. Y'all march our black asses across the desert, stuff us in stanky-ass ships like sardines. Then you make us all into slaves. We built this nation. Now we just want what is ours. Look em here, black skin. Look em here, funny Spanish-talking brown skin. We Native Americans got screwed. First, Spanish man come, kill our men, rape our women, steal our children, eat our corn, kill our buffalo. Then Frenchman come, do same thing. Then Englishman come, do same thing. Now native only have reservation and billion dollar casino industry to feed squaw and papoose. No more buffalo, no more land. Only roulette wheel and cheap cigarette store. Fellas, fellas, y'all have got to stop all this fighting. Let me straighten you out on a few facts that your revised history books fail to educate you about. First, Yes, just like the entire history of the entire planet, tribes have been conquering tribes since the dawn of time, during wars. 
Choctaws fought Cherokees in this land long before the white man came here from Spain, from France, or from England. Navajo were fighting Chippewa long before anyone came here. The far, far southern tribes were conquered by Spain. You know, the Incas, the Aztecs, the Mayans. The Spanish army came to this side of the planet. They started a war. They had better weapons, and they beat the natives in what is now called Mexico. They killed the men, they raped the women, they kidnapped the children. They taught them all to speak their language, Spanish. One day, maps were laid out and lines were drawn on those maps, declaring that the land below Texas would be Spanish-owned, and Mexico was born. You, my Native American friend, have the exact DNA, the exact skin color, the exact hair type and eye color. You have the same physical characteristics as the northern Native American tribes that we used to call Indians. The only difference is they were made to speak Spanish. You pretty much were made to speak English. It all depends on what side of the line you were on when we established the borders. These are facts. Do a blood test. Reality sucks, Squanto. Secondly, Guatemalans, Mexicans, El Salvadorans, etc. You were cut from that same cloth. You were conquered in war by the Spanish. Deal with it. Dragging your uneducated asses up here to the north will not give you payback. If you want payback, go to Europe and fight Spain. Complain and bitch to Spain. But remember, both of you, before European innovation and invention, you were all just uncivilized, savage tribes fighting with one another for a piece of land and a piece of whatever. And that's the truth. And thirdly, all of you in the 13% AA hyphenated American Blafrican minority, you have been lied to for your entire existence in North America. Here's the facts, buddy. At some point in history, real history, not the made-up, revised, rewritten history that you find in some textbooks, but at some point in actual history, in the past, your people, the black-skinned people in Africa, were uncivilized, backwards-ass tribes fighting with one another, killing men, raping women, stealing children. One day, one of your smarter black men in Africa realized that killing you was kind of a pain in the butt. So they decided to chain up the defeated tribe's males, march them across a hot desert, put them on a boat, and sell them to anyone who was willing to buy cheap, uneducated, unskilled labor. Your own people rounded you up and sold you as slaves. And within this truth is the fact that also many of the black people sold into slavery were sold by other black people. They were sold to other black people, to markets in the West Indies, slave markets run by black people. The winning tribes in Africa didn't want you, so they conquered you. They kicked your asses. They sold you as slaves. They shipped you to the West Indies, where more black people sold you into what is now the United States of America. Most of the black people who were sold in this land were sold here before the USA was the USA. The 1600s and early 1700s to be exact. That is before the USA became the USA. And many of the people who bought black slaves were themselves black men 
who owned land in the place now known as the USA. On top of that, most black people in the USA do not have any ties to slavery whatsoever, no ancestry that can be connected to any of the tribes that were conquered and sold into slavery. Many of the blacks who rounded up other blacks and sold those blacks into slavery killed a whole bunch of those blacks who were uppity and unruly. On top of that, like I said, most people of color in the U.S. do not have any ancestry with slavery. And most of the white people in the United States today came directly from the legal immigrants to this nation after the year 1900. The Irish, the Italians, the Germans, the Croatians, even some Russians, which means none of those white people have any ties to slavery in this country whatsoever. You blaming me for the sins of white men who were here long before my ancestors ever sailed to this nation in 1908 is like blaming a four-year-old Japanese girl for bombing Pearl Harbor or blaming a 10-year-old German boy for gassing Jews in 1945. It makes no sense. It shows your total ignorance for fact, for history, and for reality. Hey Steve, I learned today that I am same as Native American Indian, but I have no casino. And Jew, you don't want my family to come here. Wrong, Julio. We want controlled, legalized immigration, a system of immigration that allows specific numbers of people from different countries, backgrounds, and belief systems to assimilate into the American experience, to contribute to the American experience, and to become part of the American experience. We want law-abiding citizens who can offer something to the nation instead of just coming here and taking from it. Yo, Steve Z, look here. I learned that you is a racist pig that don't care about no black lives, and you think we all is ignorant and stupid, and we only want to kill you just for living. It ain't the truth. Some of us really do want to get ahead. We can't help it if our grandmama raised us and our mama was a crackhead. We can't help that. Well, Tyrone, I'm sorry you feel that way, buddy. My thoughts for you and for your people involve trying to educate you to the facts, to the history, to the reality of your situations. Yes, some black people's ancestors came here as products of their own defeat in their motherland of Africa. They were sold as slaves by black people who could have simply killed them, but they chose to make a buck off of them. Once America grew up and realized that slavery was wrong in 1863, they abolished slavery, and black people had the option of going back to their native land. They would have been kings because they would have been better educated, better prepared to civilize their old tribes with tools and weapons to defeat the real enemies, who? The other black tribes that kicked their asses to begin with, the black people who chained them and marched them and sold them into slavery. They also had the option to remain here to learn, to grow, to assimilate into society, to become educated, and then become part of the melting pot that is the United States of America. Black people were provided with every possible tool and opportunity to succeed, including at one time a true mastery of the language, which has now been destroyed in the name of Ebonics and so-called culture. The tools for the craftsmanship that were developed by the slaves could have been used to benefit this nation. 
and every free government-sponsored educational opportunity has been made available, along with affirmative action, to try and level the playing field. But instead of using those tools, utilizing that education, seizing upon the opportunities presented to the 13% AA-hyphenated minority, as a group, they have decided to crap on the system and blame the wrong people for their situation, and in the process, destroy the land of opportunity. Look him here, O oh great bald eagle. I learned this day that war with Spanish and war with French and war with English not same as war with America. War with Choctaw, same as war with Chippewa. In England, same as war with Spain. I learned too we are defeated by greater tribes with greater weapons. I learned today that we have great opportunity to work with our conquerors, and that they were compassionate in letting red man live instead of kill red man altogether. You, wise man, O oh great bald eagle. See, fellas, the USA is not your enemy. The white man is not your enemy. This is your home. And just as you would expect me to respect your home if I walked into your living room, I expect you to respect our home. Because it is our home, yours and mine. Today, the real enemy is the extremely wealthy and the government whose sole purpose it is to keep you and I fighting with one another while they take larger and larger portions of our accumulated wealth and net worth by taxing us to death and charging ever and ever higher prices for the goods and services we all need to survive. Food, shelter, transportation, medicine. We're all human beings. But as long as you keep fighting me and they keep fighting the other guy and the rich keep fighting the poor, and I'm not talking about the rich that you think is rich. I'm not talking about the guy with the new Jaguar in his driveway. I'm talking about the real rich. As long as they all keep us fighting against one another, they're making a killing off of that fighting. And that, my friends, is the truth. And sometimes that truth hurts. You are listening to the Truth Hurts program. Thanks for coming to pick me up at the playground today, Daddy. Well, we need to get home and turn off some lights. Daddy? Yes, son? Daddy, why do we have to turn off my favorite cartoon show? Well, because, son, the utility company just called and said if we don't turn off the television, the washing machine, the dryer, the dishwasher, and all the lights, they're going to shut it off for everyone. Shut what off, Daddy? The electricity. You mean, like, turn it off completely? Why, Daddy? Well, because, son, the man on the news said there's not enough electricity to go around. And if we don't do our part, they'll have to shut off the electricity to some pretty important places. Like, like where, Daddy? Well, the man on the news, who is obviously a lot smarter than you or your daddy, said they'll have to turn off the electricity to the hospitals, the nursing homes, the schools, the shopping centers, and even the morgue. What's a morgue, Daddy? Well, that's the giant freezer where they cut up dead bodies and check to see what caused their deaths, and then they take all the dead people and put them in a freezer. But why are they putting them in the freezer, Daddy? Why don't they just have a funeral? Well, because, son, they've already canceled all the funerals and other religious services and all gatherings, remember? That's why we're stuck in the house every day. But, but if they turn off the freezer, then all the dead bodies will start stinking and rotting, right, Dad? Correct, son. But, but, Daddy, why are all the lights still on at our school building? When I rode by on my bicycle, every single light was on. And we're not even in school right now. They're making a school at home. Why are all the street lights on outside in the middle of the day, Daddy? Why don't they have to turn off their lights? It seems like they're wasting electricity. Well, you're correct, son. It's likely a conspiracy. You know, like that nasty China flu. <gasps> Ooh, Daddy. 
What, son? You're not supposed to say China flu. The president said it's illegal to call it the China flu. You can only say COVID-19. And he said that us children are the future, so we should report any grown-up who says bad words like that. Oh, son, would you really tell on Daddy? Would you? Yes. Our teacher said in our virtual lesson plan that it's our patriotic duty to tell anybody, mommies, daddies, grandmas, grandpas, brothers, sisters, even our preacher, if they say any of the bad words on the list they taught us about in school. Like what list of what bad words, son? I, I promise you won't get into trouble, but daddy needs to know, so I don't, um, so I don't say them again. Well, first there's China virus, China flu, Wuhan China, Chinese sickness, Chinese flu. Then there's Donald Trump or Republican, unless you're saying bad things about them. Anything good about white people, you can't say. Anything bad about minorities, lesbians, gays, transgenderers, environmentalists, and we especially can't say illegal immigrant and our friends the Muslims. You can't say anything bad about them. Is that all, son? No, no, Daddy. Anybody that says he, she, his, hers, female, male, him, her, boy, girl, man, woman. Oh, there's a whole list of them, Daddy. Well, son, I had no idea. Please don't say those bad words, Daddy. I don't want the people to come and take you away from us. Please, promise you won't say those words, Daddy. Promise. Come on, Daddy. Promise. Yes, this is the world we're leaving to our children. Such a shame, isn't it? That's going to do it for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. We'll see you next time. Go out there and make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.